Welcome to a special update episode of Inside the Vatican. I'm your host, Colleen Dully. Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI has responded to accusations that he mishandled four cases of clerical sexual abuse when he was Archbishop of Munich and Freising. His response came 20 days after a German law firm released its investigation into how abuse cases in the diocese were handled over a 74-year period. Benedict's response today is brief, one and a half pages, and most of it is dedicated to asking for forgiveness. Quote, I can only express to all the victims of sexual abuse my profound shame, my deep sorrow, and my heartfelt request for forgiveness. I have had great responsibilities in the Catholic Church, he writes in a key paragraph of the letter. Quote, all the greater is my pain for the abuses and the errors that occurred in those different places during the time of my mandate. Each individual case of sexual abuse is appalling and irreparable. The victims of sexual abuse have my deepest sympathy, and I feel great sorrow for each individual case. Unquote. While Benedict apologizes for abuse that happened on his watch, he does not take personal responsibility for any specific cases. He thanks those who have supported him, including Pope Francis, and discloses that his 82-page testimony to the investigators was prepared with the help of four lawyers, whom he called friends. Benedict's letter is also accompanied by a statement from those lawyers. In the three-page statement, the lawyers take responsibility for a factual error in the testimony, in which they wrote that Benedict did not attend a 1980 meeting where an abuse case was discussed. The lawyers write that the error was introduced when one of them, Stefan Korta, was transcribing the minutes of that meeting. They stated that none of the other lawyers or Pope Benedict noticed the error in transcription, which gives more context to a previous public statement from Benedict that had attributed the inaccuracy in his written testimony to an editing error. Benedict addressed the mistake head-on in his personal letter, saying it was unintentional. And he said that he found it hurtful that some people took the mistake as proof that he had lied about the meeting. The lawyers, in their statement, also take responsibility for one of the most criticized arguments in Benedict's 82-page testimony that a priest who exposed himself to minors was not committing abuse because he did not physically touch them. Benedict's team, which included three canon lawyers and one civil lawyer, said that they were the ones who added this argument into the testimony. They said that the investigators had asked for a canon law reading of the case, and that under the canon law that was in effect at the time, exhibitionism was not a canonical crime. They claimed that Benedict did in fact decry exhibitionism when he decried all types of abuse in his testimony. The lawyer's response did not address the other most criticized argument in Benedict's initial testimony, that a priest who was abusing children was not acting in his capacity as a priest, thus in some way mitigating the church's responsibility. The Pope Emeritus concluded his letter with a spiritual reflection on the end of his life, saying that he had come to, quote, appreciate the repugnance and fear that Christ felt on the Mount of Olives when he saw all the dreadful things that he would have to endure inwardly. Sadly, the fact that in those moments the disciples were asleep represents a situation that today, too, continues to take place, and for which I, too, feel called to answer. And so I can only pray to the Lord and ask all the angels and saints, and you, dear brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. You can find more coverage and the full text of Pope Benedict's letter at americamagazine.org and linked in the show notes. Veteran Vatican correspondent Gerard O'Connell and I will be back in your podcast feed Thursday with a full analysis of this letter and the lawyer's appendix. Stay tuned. Stay tuned.